0: Tune in this week as Romeo and Kenny discuss business planning. What does your plan look like? And what are the tools and informational data points that you
1: need to successfully plan your 2022? What's
0: up, Rap Stars? It's your host, Romeo Santos, co-host Kenny Fulton.
1: Kenny, good afternoon, my man, how are you? up, brother, doing well, doing well, excited about today's topic. Me too, we love this
0: topic because we know from our history working together that the seven Ps are alive and well. Do you remember what the seven Ps are that we can tell our our audience the
1: seven Ps? Uh, Pop quiz, Uh, proper, prior, Yes. Planning. Uh, yeah. Prevents his poor performance.
0: That is all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, give that man a gold star. Now, Thank that I have to attribute and give credit to my good friend, Jennifer Woodhouse, who taught that to me a long time ago. And when she said it, I loved it. And I've used it religiously ever since. Because what a what a fantastic thing to really, if you just think about it, right? It's a funny, catchy way, the seven P's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Well, who wants to be a piss poor performer? Do you want to be a piss poor performer, Kenny? No. Not at all. Do you think any of the people that are actually taking the time out of their day to listen to a podcast like this actually are piss poor performers or want to be? No. No, absolutely not because they're investing in themselves. They're instead of riding down the road listening to today's hits, they're they're mm-hmm. trying to get knowledge from everywhere and anywhere they possibly can and we each week do our very best to try to bring value and to try to, you know, just share our perspective on things. And hopefully through that, we take, we have, we, we leave some folks with some nuggets to take away. Mm. So it's that time of year, right? It's November and we're actually deep into November. And we started this process at the beginning of October, which even the beginning of October really is a little bit late, but you want to kind of be wrapping this up. And so what we're going to be talking about today is business planning, right? Yeah. Now, Kenny, are we talking about writing a business plan that you send to the bank that's twenty-five pages that'll take a group of people to do?
1: <laughs> nope. Something nope. that uh, you know is easy for you to understand and, and just give yourself a roadmap and whatever format is best suited for you.
0: Love that. I love that. What a what a great way to put it. It's a roadmap, right? And you know, our roadmap in the way that we do our business plans is to first look backwards That's right right what have we done how have we done what did we track and if we review all those things it begins to give us some clues right
1: yeah
0: you know and it's funny we always say success leaves clues yet not only success leaves clues failure leaves clues too right yeah. And so when looking back and we were evaluating and we've been doing this throughout the year anyway, so we always know where we are with our numbers, but a lot of people don't do that, right? If you out there are listening and you even put together a plan each year, kudos, congratulations, hats off. If you follow your plan throughout the year as well, holy moly, you're 10x in it, right? If you're like most people, though, you just get up every day and you do your best to work hard and get after it, which is great. Good for you. And there's a better way. There's a better way. Right? So we have to pay attention to the success, which leaves us clues, right? Or the clues, which lead us to success is probably a better way to put it. Lead us to success and away from failure. So what are some of those clues that we're looking at when we're going back and we're evaluating Kenny?
1: Well, you know, being that we're in real estate, you know, a lot of our goals are set around, you know, our, um, you know, commission, uh, you know, how much we're looking to earn, how much sales volume, you know, you know that we need to reach. Uh, so we have our KPIs. Um, what's what's a KPI tools.
0: for anybody that may not know, Kenny?
1: So that's your key performance indicators. Exactly. So depending on what you do, uh, that could be different things. Like, so for us, one of those indications could be units. So let's say your goal is to close, you know, four units a month, right? That could be a KPI. Sure. Um, it, a KPI can be your gross volume. So it could be, you know, closing, you know, a million, two million a month. It could be yeah. based upon, you know, a normal different factor. So the first thing you have to do is identify which, what type of metrics are trackable um, that are specific and that, you know, you have the ability you know, to capture and record and reflect upon. Uh, so yeah. For example, sometimes it's not until after you get to the end that you get there and you're like, hmm, this is where we are. Maybe it's where you wanted to go. Maybe it's not where you wanted to go. Um, but if you don't know how you got there, there's really no way to ensure that you get there next time or don't end up in that same place next time. So your KPIs 100%. are something that you can, um, it should be something that's not just uh, at your end of the year. Did I make this amount of money? It should be something that you can track along the way to see if you are on a course or off course, and something that you can also use as a guide to plan ahead. You have to have some kind of control over it. Uh, so one example like with us is as we started to look at our numbers. It was like, okay, how much of this is just based upon, you know, what we did, and how much this is based upon what the market provided itself. Sure. So because we have these KPIs that are trackable, one thing that you brought up uh, yesterday was that, you know, uh, how uh, our growth was in line with about how the rest of the market did. So sure. it's like, okay, well yeah, we hit we hit uh, many of our goals, but some of those we were going to hit anyway just because, you know, the market kind of gave that to us and and sure. weren't necessarily driven by all of our actions alone.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So let me unpack a couple of those things, okay? And thank you for touching on all those. So there, there are a few things and, and let, let's go to just to some basics. So anybody out there that like, this is already elementary for you, bear with us because there are some folks that are going to be listening that it's not, right? So key performance indicators, exactly like you said, are going to be things that are measurable and trackable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you also said you don't want to get to the end of the year. You want to be able to track them. So there are there are different things that you can track in your key performance indicators. There are lagging measures, right? Now, a lagging measure would be, how many deals did I close in January? Four. Okay, great. Why is it a lagging measure? Because you can't do anything about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. It's done. It's gone. It's in the history, okay? Then you have leading measures, right? And the leading measures are really what we focus on more than anything, because those are the items that we can control. Those are the levers, right? This is, did you did you do those are the things that you can that you can track that will help you to see that if i do this i will get that right and so if we only look at those lagging measures and we don't pay attention to how we got to them we'll always be flying blind and that's what we do when we focus on business planning and looking back it's all those key performance indicators together that help us determine what the next year looks like. So, just wanted to unpack that for anybody that is listening to you talk high level, but maybe we need to bring it down a little bit so that we can break it down for everybody a little bit more, okay? All right. So, so when we're looking at those numbers and we're looking back give me some give me some thoughts that you've picked up over the last couple of years of we've been doing these exercises that have been eye-opening for you when you let's just say when you thought you were doing better than you actually ended up doing. Mm.
1: Well, most industries you're going to have, you know, ebbs and and flows, right? There's going to be points where, you know, you are meeting or exceeding or or not reaching your goals. And it's this kind of constant, you know, up and down. Mm. Uh, And then sometimes you're going up and then you're going down and then you're kind of expecting that, that rebound. Uh, But, it doesn't happen at that point that you normally hit it. And then sure. you realize that it's, it's not the actions of what you did last week, or maybe even two weeks ago. It might be the actions that you did two months ago mm. that are giving your current business. And so when you're at a peak, um, we kind of have this tendency of like, look, we're busy. You know, I got six or seven deals going on at the same yeah. time. And you're at your peak and you're kind of focused on, you know, your current, you know, situation and not doing the same activities that got you to that point to ensure that, you know, once you've cleared this business, that you have another, you know, book of business kind of coming along. So so I think that's something that, you know, um, um, it's it's kind of happened year over year. Number one, because that's just kind of how the market works. Um, And then as we um, uh, get into the third quarter, um, and then we know that this is coming because it comes every year, we also see uh, some of our peers who don't have that same um uh waning of, of production and so i think that's probably one of the hardest things is to keep in mind of like even at your height when you're super busy is to keep that momentum of of, of ensuring that tomorrow's business is, is going to come in at the same same way that your current business is
0: yeah 100 percent. i love it so you know and and this goes across all businesses right like all businesses do this because whether you think you are or you don't think you are, you are in fact in the business of lead generating, mm-hmm. right? And so I love that Gary Keller said this and it stuck with me forever. Gary Keller says that you have two jobs, no matter what your job is, your choosing profession and lead generation. And then he went on to say, If you are a doctor and you have your own practice, yes, you are a doctor. And to get clients, you must generate leads to actually build your practice. If you are an accountant, same thing. If you own a restaurant or you're a chef, same thing. If you're a real estate agent, same thing. And I just want to debunk something because we say this all the time. We're not salespeople. We're not in the sales business. Yes, we call it a sale when something closes, right? So technically, we're a salesperson. Even our license says Maryland license, DC license, Virginia license, real estate salesperson. That's right. But we look at ourselves as problem solvers, right? So in our organization, we are. Real estate problem solvers is our chosen profession and also to be successful in that profession, we're lead generators. So the the business planning elements that we wanna talk to everybody about today is how do you break down the activities that you need to perform on a regular basis so that you can set yourself up to perform your chosen profession more consistently and at a greater volume. Right. So, if people can wrap their mind around that, now all of a sudden they go, okay, that makes sense. I've chosen to do X for all intents and purposes. I'd imagine 90% of people listen to this podcast, they've chosen to sell real estate. Right. They've chosen to help people buy and sell real estate, invest in real estate, whatever it is, okay? So you have one job, and and let's all be honest, because the ebbs and flows that you're talking about, it comes from, I'm not busy, so I've got all the time in the world to make contacts. I get busy, and then I get busy with my job, which is going on appointments, negotiating contracts, writing offers, going on home inspections doing open houses, marketing a property, you name it. There's a plethora of things that we do. Well, that's your chosen profession. Well, guess what happens when we don't balance that when we don't balance it, that's when you feel those ebbs and flows because while you're busy doing your job, you're not doing your lead generation. And then all of a sudden when that job portion is done, because those transactions have closed out and you haven't done any lead generation, Now you have no opportunity with anybody to actually go back and do your chosen profession again. So I just want to make sure, and I know I'm probably beating a dead horse here, but I want to make sure that everybody really understands that in order to do what you want to do, you must do some things that maybe you don't want to do. And I put it that way because for the most part, most people look at that part of their job as the uncomfortable part. Would you agree, Kenny?
1: hundred percent, hundred percent could be the hardest part. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And
1: and, and depending on your method of lead gen, it could be the most painful, maybe on a financial level. If there's Mm -hmm. a financial investment into into uh, finding clients Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, like with us, you know, could involve, you know, banging out the phones. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's not your, you know, your your preferred method. Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the hardest part
0: yeah for sure okay so let's dive into now what the business planning really looks like for us right so step one we're going to go back and we're going to review let's say we're we're just going to role play it okay we'll make it easy okay so kenny um it looks like so far this year you are on track to close roughly 28 maybe 30 transactions right great right okay now let's look at the breakdown kenny how many did we close on average per month obviously if you just take an average between the amount of months in the in the year and your deals you're at like 2.1 2.2 deals a year okay all right but but they didn't close that way, right you didn't close consistently 2.1 or 2.2 deals every single month you closed one deal one month three the next four the next none the next right whatever it may have been so What are the things that we did? Now let's open up your, 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 your lead generation tracking sheet, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take a look. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, this is something we actually do every single week, right? Otherwise, if we were having this conversation right now, trying to business plan, Kenny would not have had the year that he's had right now, right? Same with me. If my coach doesn't do this exercise with me, no way am I going to be focusing on it. I'm going to allow myself to get busy. So that is also something to think about in your business plan. Do I need a coach? How, mm-hmm. can I, how can I not afford a coach? Not how can I afford a coach, but how can you not afford to have a coach that's going to help keep you accountable to the activities that are going to grow your business? Mm-hmm. So we go through that exercise and we say, okay, Kenny, it looks like if we look at it, it looks like in March, you closed six transactions. Amazing, way to go. And if I look at January, when in January you closed one transaction, it looks like you made 400 contacts in January.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, beautiful. Can we maybe see some correlation there, right? right? Now let's look at April. April you closed four transactions, way to go, okay? let's look at February's contacts. Huh? Interesting. Kenny, you, you made 300 contacts in February. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now why do we think that is? Oh, I know why. Because the contacts that you made in February, in January led to more of the job happening in February, which led to those March closings. Mm -hmm. Right. Interesting. Are we seeing a pattern here? Indeed, we are right. Okay, so now let's look at May. Ooh, May you closed two. Let's look at your March lead generation numbers. Kenny, you made one hundred contacts
1: mm-hmm.
0: in March, right? Now, obviously, we're role playing this out there, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not Kenny's real numbers. Kenny is a very consistent <laughs> person, but this is how this conversation might go with yourself, or with maybe an accountability partner, or maybe you have a team leader or somebody that you can talk to that can walk you through this exercise an honest exercise right that then ultimately the end of it is that you get to the point where you go okay so let's now aggregate all these numbers mm-hmm. if we aggregate all these numbers and let's just say that at the end of the 12 month period that i averaged 200 conversations a month
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay 50 conversations a week okay 10 conversations a day see how i'm doing that yep 200 conversations when i first said that i bet you there were people out there that were like oh and then we said 50 a week and people were probably like oh Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: then i said 10 a day and people probably went oh 10 a day that's it yeah oh i can have 10 conversations a day right and those numbers were again we're just kind of throwing them out there so now that we have that though We say, all right, so based on 200 conversations a month, 50 conversations a week, 10 conversations a day, how many appointments did I generate, right? Okay, I generated one appointment a week. Okay, so one appointment generated a week for four a month total Mm -hmm. for a total of 48 appointments a year resulted in, let's just make the math easy resulted in 24 transactions i know you're going to close more than that but let's just make the math easy okay 24 transactions now all of a sudden we have a data set that we can utilize to plan next year's activities right right so now once we have that data point where we go okay so it takes me 200 conversations to have one appointment a week or four in a month which results in 48 appointments a year, which results in 24 closings a year. So I have a 50% ratio. Now we have this conversation. Kenny, how many deals do you want to close next year?
1: Uh, Next year, I want to close 40.
0: You want to close 40 deals? Just for math's sake, let's make it easy, okay? You want to close 48. Okay, great. Awesome, Kenny. That's a huge goal. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Now, now that we have these kpis which we just Mm -hmm. talked about earlier now we can reverse engineer your business plan right so this is all we're talking about when we talk about business planning this is not complicated success is simple it's not easy though the exercise that we just went through i may have made it sound easy but it's only because we've done it so many times the first time you do this you'll struggle and marcus can put our emails in the in the lower thirds here You can email us and ask us for help and ask us for documents that we use to help you, okay? So now we know that 48 transactions is what Kenny wants, everybody, okay? So now we say, all right, Kenny, if you want to do 48 transactions based on your numbers last year, you have a couple options. One, you can do nothing at all to improve yourself. You can merely double your communication, double your appointments, and ultimately double your work. Does that sound fun? No. Doesn't sound fun to me either. Are there people out there that are having the same amount of conversations that we just modeled that closed more than 24 transactions out of 48 appointments? Absolutely. So if we had to guess, what do we think those items are that they do better than we would do in that particular scenario that we just just role-played?
1: They're probably having different conversations.
0: They're probably having different conversations. Their conversion is better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Okay. Very good. So we know that we all have an infinite amount of time. Correct. Right. You have two beautiful children and a beautiful wife. Yes. Yes. Do you want to work double hard? And also how will your family feel if you're working double hard?
1: Right. Yeah. It's not in the home situation. Not,
0: it's not, it's not going to help. Right. It's not what you want to do. So now that we've got the start of a business plan, now we can say, all right, we want to do 48, okay? There are a couple things that we need to do. Number one, for the first two months, yeah, you're probably going to need to do the 400 conversations because at the beginning, it's going to have to be muscle, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to muscle your way into that. Also, it's November the 12th. You're going to have to start this now. Right. Sorry, guys, it's November 17th. You're going to have to start this now, okay? If you don't start this activity now, we just talked about it, you're not going to have those closings that you want, which is the equivalent of four a month at 48 transactions. You're not going to have them in January. And so you might start off in a hole, right? I don't know about you, but digging out of a hole is not fun.
1: No
0: right starting behind the eight ball is not fun i'm sure we can come up with a million different things (laughs) to say and different ways to say it right but the idea is we don't want to start at the at the back right so there are a couple things that we do in the in the business plan first and foremost is the numbers right what's beautiful about numbers and tracking them on a regular basis though is what kenny uh
1: the best part of tracking them uh, you can predict forecast
0: you can forecast you can predict and also when you're looking at them on a regular basis you can adjust them
1: mm-hmm.
0: right so if we know that at first you might have to muscle it but also you probably know well i need to convert better now you can ask yourself okay what else do i need do i need a better presentation do i need do i need to just be more comfortable with it do i need to practice it more am i asking for the business enough mm-hmm. if i'm having 50 conversations a week and i'm only getting one appointment, do I really need to have a hundred to get two, or do I just need to be asking better questions and converting better? Right.
1: Yeah, you might have to change the conversation.
0: Correct. Correct. So part of your business plan may be what coaching do I need?
1: Script practice and role play. Yeah. You know, maybe find, like you said, accountability partner uh, finding somebody to have the conversations with, you might need somebody to listen in on your conversation so they can give you some tips about, Hey, we could have done this differently here. Um, all of then you could also ask people, you know, yeah. ask for feedback, you know, or like you said, ask, just straight up ask for the business.
0: Love it. All of those things, all of those things. Okay. All right. So now we're, now we're, I, I know, I know people out there listening probably like where are these guys going with this, but like, we're putting it all together. Okay. We've got our prep table. Okay and everything is sitting out on the prep table before we can put it into our business plan we got to make sure we have all the ingredients necessary what's the next ingredient that we really need to be able to not only put all this into a business plan but then also execute anything that might be extra Mm, i don't
1: know anything that might be extra oh money how much did
0: we earn How much did you earn last year? How much did you keep last year? How much did you pay in taxes last year? Mm -hmm. Marcus is gonna kill me with this pen, right? So now that you know that, now you're gonna go back and you're gonna look and say, okay, on my 24 transactions, I'm going to earn $150,000. Again, I'm just keeping numbers easy. I'm not that smart, everybody out there, okay? So you got $150,000 all right well let's say that your taxes are 25 percent. so forty thousand dollars went to taxes so that left you with hundred and ten thousand dollars okay how much do you need to live on five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars if you if, if you're making 110 net i hope it's not ten thousand dollars because you're in the negative right so let's right. say it's five thousand dollars okay five thousand dollars is 60 right okay at 12 months okay So if you have taxes paid, you net it 150, okay, you paid taxes, you're down to 110, your expenses are 60K, that leaves you $50,000, right? Now, obviously, we want you to save, okay? We can't predict the future, we should always be saving, okay? Depending on who you are and how you feel about this, you may want to tithe some of that money, right? church, donations, whatever it might be. Okay. So why don't we take at least another $30,000 off? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. So that leaves us with $20,000, right? So let's say that you're a solo agent out there, Kenny, and you had $20,000 and you just closed 24 transactions or you're on track to close 24 transactions. And you had $20,000 that you could invest into your business next year. And you know that you don't want to work twice as hard, but you do want to double your production and also your income. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you may want to focus on with that
1: Mm $20,000? And this is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for for us, it would be, you know, uh, your marketing budget. Sure. Um, you know, maybe where you want to invest, like, you know, uh, I'm going to, if I'm going to, you don't have to double the amount of units you can increase your price point. Mm, there's a um, thought. Okay. You know, you can say, Hey, you know, if my average sales price is 400,000 and I want to get to seven or 800,000, you know, how do I do that? Where are those houses at? You know, yeah. uh, that might require, you know, you make some changes in, in your own life. Okay. Well, instead of, you know, just being a part of this club or community or whatever, maybe I need to do it in the community that I want to, um, get deals in or, or yeah. find clients at you know that could be a part of of where you're using that that money to go to uh, so you know and then and then uh, planning ahead so you know not just what it's going to take to get there, but maybe you overshoot your goals mm. you know and say, well, what if the conversion isn't the exact same conversion you know maybe I need to go a little bit heavier or build some kind sure. of contingency in there
0: yeah, yeah and and I know that. You you actually were lucky enough to be part of a really awesome um, boot camp training this week that I unfortunately didn't get a chance to. Tell us a little bit about what you guys talked about this week in that boot camp that 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 made you just say what you just said. I think. Mm.
1: Uh, so it's it's called the uh, the 10x mindset. Okay. And so it's it's particularly around um, you know goal setting, and uh, so that the theory. Is that if you just decided that you wanted to, to double your business and then you would look at all the activities and things like we spoke about before and yep. you'd say, OK, well, then I'll make 400 phone calls instead of 200. Instead of and then you get to the end of the year and then you don't even hit that goal. Right. You know, because the market change, things changes. Hmm. But the, the, the theory is that if you have a 10x mindset, so instead of making, you know, do 20 million in volume? What if you shop for 200 million in volume? What does Ooh, your life feel okay. like? What do you have to do in order to meet, to reach these goals and not being scared of setting your goals for yourself and for the people around you high? Yeah. Um, so that way, uh, let's say that, you know, you start to put some things in effect and they start to the, the plan out. You already have a plan in place on how you can, you know, um, expand your business at a, at a greater um, um, rate, as opposed mm. to thinking so small that you don't even see the type of opportunities um, that you could take advantage of is if you thought bigger. So like, for example, uh, we kind of spoke about <clears throat> the kind of communities that we wanna tap into and in, like in luxury real estate market. So if you have a 10X mindset, then you'd be like, you know what, I wanna start listing some of these $3 million houses instead of yeah. just a $300,000 houses, okay? Well, if I was only focused on just doubling my volume, I would not be thinking about 300 million, sorry, $3 million houses. I'd just be thinking about three to $600,000 houses. Yeah. Well, to get into the $3 million market, the luxury market, you have to change your entire mindset. Now, you don't have to do too many $3 million homes to blow your numbers out of the budget, out of of water from the the previous year. So really the, the 10X mindset not just about you know uh financial goals but it's also about how you approach your business and your personal life
0: 100 100 and you know what uh, forgive me for looking away but as you started talking about that it made me think about something that i think is really really key right business planning when we do business planning kenny do we have one section that's about business and then also one section that's about personal yes right And that's because we like to come at it from a holistic approach. So Stephen R. Covey, okay, has written quite a few books on personal development, leadership, growth. He wrote one book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, okay? And so I love what you're talking about with 10X because 10X is really talking about a few things, right? It's talking about kind of building it with the end in mind, and it's also talking about changing and stretching yourself right mm-hmm. so let's let's dive into this we're going to take just a little bit of a of a detour here okay so seven habits of highly effective people stephen r covey says that habit number 1 is to be proactive okay well what we're talking about already and i guarantee you that over 80 maybe even 90% of all agents or even any professionals out there at all do not do a business plan right they are solopreneurs that are out there hoping for the best. And what do I say about hope as a strategy, Kenny? Oh, man, I just that's simply say, man. it's not a very good strategy, right? <laughs> hope is not a very good strategy, right? <laughs> All right. So number two says, begin with the end in mind. Well, that's what you're talking about. Don't be afraid to stretch yourself, right? Because here's the thing. If you say, I want to double my income. Great. Good for you. Awesome. That's a wonderful goal. We're not saying that your goals are small, but if you say, I want to quadruple, I want to 10X my production. I don't want to do 24 transactions. i want to do 240 transactions. Well, you know what that does to the mind, right? You know that you most likely are not going to do 240 transactions. Mm-hmm. Not that it's an impossibility because people have, but it's unlikely, right? right? So it makes your mind do what? Doubt. Doubt, but what else?
1: Mm, probably, probably don't even believe yourself.
0: Yeah. And also it's going to start making you ask questions. How can I get to 240 transactions? Right. And then answering those questions will help you to begin to build out an even larger business plan. Right.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Put, put first things first is habit number three, right? First things first is what? Well, Let's build this business plan. You, I'm a boater, right? One of the biggest things they say about going out on the water that can keep you safe is having a plan, knowing where you're going, and then telling people about it. Right. Right. A lot different than just getting in the car and saying, I'm just going to go for a ride. Right. And that's what most agents do, they just hop in their car and they just go for a ride. Mm. What we're talking about is navigating the heavy seas. How do we build a plan, chart a course, tell people about it, and tell people about it? Man, I actually love this analogy. You just came up with this. You are telling people about it. Well, what's going to happen? If you're telling people, hey, I'm going to do 240 transactions this year, and they see you in three months, and they go, hey, Kenny, man, how are you coming along on those 240 transactions? I've done five. Mm-hmm wow, okay, what's going on, man? You need some help, anything I can do, you need to talk, right? You almost like are putting it out there in a way that you are creating accountability. Yeah. We all care what people think about us, whether we say it or not, right? We all do to some degree. So I love that putting that 10X out there, right? And then putting first things first, what's your plan? Come up with a plan. How are you gonna get there? That plan may not just be you, right? Right. So you got $20,000, what are you gonna do? Well, is it $20,000? Do you need a coach if you don't have one? If you have a coach, maybe it's not a coach. Do you need an assistant? it gonna take an assistant to get there, right? Or it might be, do you need a system? Are you missing a system, right? Is, is your issue not that you're having too few conversations or that you're not even saying the right things, but is it that you're not following up in the appropriate way to guarantee that you're going to get more referrals and more appointments?
1: Mm, yep.
0: Right. Yep. So continually evaluating that. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: It also says that habit number four is think win, win. Okay. Well, I love this one because a lot of people listening to this might be thinking, yeah, I want to double my business. I want to put more money in my pocket. Great. We all do. However, it can't be at the demise of others or the detriment of others, right? So if you're going to double your income, you probably need to double your knowledge too. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Double your skill set, mm-hmm. double your work ethic, maybe even not your work yeah. time, but work ethic, maybe, right? Yeah you know so so there's going to be a lot of things that you have to do which in turn as you get rewarded you too will be rewarding others because it's going to be a win-win because you've done more to 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 make yourself better right okay number 5 habit seek first to understand and then to be understood right talking about our business planning how do you think that could fit in think, Seek first to understand and then be understood.
1: Seek first to understand, then be understood. I mean, I guess thinking understanding makes me think about educating yourself. Sure, okay. Um, uh, so maybe what is your client looking for? You know, Love that. And then, you know, where are they at? You know, how are you meeting a need? How are you solving a problem? Um, you know, so learning, you know, exactly how you can, you know, help your client or who your client is, what they're looking for. Um, and then using that to tell other people how you can solve those problems.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I I also, the thing that comes to my mind when I when I think of Seek First to Understand is, Are there other people out there doing what I'm doing? Can I understand what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it, right? And then can I utilize that to maybe help myself identify even more clearly what it is that I want and why I want it, right? Because we say all the time, right? Like nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Mm -hmm. So just saying that you want to do more volume because you want to make more money is not going to tug on a whole lot of people's heartstrings, right? It's not going to necessarily connect with a whole lot of people that are going to make them go, Oh, Kenny, man, I love that goal. You want to make more money. I'll work with you. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Habit number six is to synergize. Well, I'm going to keep going back to this. Cause I know for me, this has been, this is a big mantra of mine, right? Every day when I read out my affirmations in the morning, at the end of each set, it says, I seek out who's, not how, you don't have to do it alone. Synergizing is the act of combining people and resources or ideas and thoughts and resources to maximize the effort that you're going to be doing right so this may again be getting a coach or getting an accountability partner or maybe creating a mastermind with other agents in your area that are in the same you know mindset that you are to that you can brainstorm and find ways that you can work together and collaborate right it's all about putting together this plan of all these things you want to do and I know the audience is probably like man they're going all over the place we are because this is really a business plan is not just as simple as a lot of real estate companies will have you think that your numbers are this and here's your KPIs and if you do this and if you want more then you just double it and there you go yes of course you can do that that is not sustainable we're talking about how do we build a business plan that not only is sustainable but that you will follow and that you'll enjoy following and even if you fail at hitting the exact goal that you want it, you maybe set the goal so big that it's still a massive win for you. Mm, yeah. Right. Now, the last one is one that is really dear to my heart. And I think that, well, I say it all the time. It has made the largest difference in my world. Sharpen your soul. Right. How are you learning? How are you growing? What are you doing to get better every single day? And we talk about this all the time, right? We're in the car for multiples of hours a week. Are you jamming out, having a good time, listening to the latest top hits? Which I'm not saying anything wrong with that. Or are you listening to a podcast? are you listening to an ebook are you doing something even gosh some days when i'm stressed you know what i do i i put on meditational you know soundtracks from apple music and just practice breathing to calm down and like center myself right especially if i'm like frustrated or angry about something who i'm not good to anybody in that state of mind right first off myself and nobody else after that, right? So sharpening your, your, your saw is, is talking about, I think a culmination of all these things that we're talking about. Like, how are you going to get better so that you can be more effective, more efficient, and do more with the same amount of time? We are not here to promote, and no, no knock to Grant Cardone. I mean, I think he's an incredible dude, and, and, and I know we use the term 10X and a lot of people use it and they, they you know, it, it obviously there's a connotation of Grant Cardone, but like Grant Cardone says, you just need to work harder. You just need to go out and make more calls and do this. Yes, that will work. <laughs> it will work. It won't work for me, not in my point in life, not with my one-year-old and my three-year-old and my wife and my family. That doesn't work for me. And I know that there are other people that are 10Xing their lives and their businesses and they're 10Xing everything without 10Xing the amount of work that they're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And I've seen it happen, okay? I'll give a great example. Marcus who produces our show met me at a time when I was still working in hospitality. I'd started a consulting business, okay? I worked seven days a week for six months Four days at one restaurant in DC. I then took a bus. I took the metro to New Carrollton, and then a bus to the Lowe's Hotel in Annapolis. And I worked all weekend there, and then went back and did it all over again. Right? I doubled the amount of work that I did, and at the end of the year, I had some savings. I had some extra savings. Right? I have learned better ways to do it, and the amount of income that I'm able to earn for my family now, and also to help people around me and to do good in my community is significantly larger working a normal 40, sometimes 50 hour work week versus that time in my life when I was probably all in told with travel and everything else was probably at like 90, 95 hours a week.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Mm. Right. So it's not about working twice as hard. It's about finding better ways to be more effective putting together your business plan, and then finding somebody to help you stay accountable as you execute that business plan, right? So we utilize a tool called a 135, right? And then also that 135 is really our, what are we going to do? What are the things that we want to focus on this year? So that's one part of our business plan. And in there, there are personal things, right? I want to read 10 books. I want to go on vacation four times a year. I wanna lose 20 pounds, whatever it is, right? Like there's, there's personal items in there as well. And then we pull it into what we call our 411. And our 411 in there also has a sheet where we track our contacts, right? And of course we track our contacts in our database and our CRM and we put touch dates and all those things. And that helps us be more effective, right? When we first started working together, Kenny, we actually had a goal to do more contacts every day than we have now, right? Yeah. Do we do more business now than we did back then? Absolutely. So are you telling me it is actually possible to work not as hard and actually increase production? Yep. Right. So the business plan is going to be what's going to set you free to lead you there. Right. It's going to help you to focus and center yourself so that you can determine what are the most important things that you need to be doing. And then you do those really, really, really friggin' well. And you'll see your business get better. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with your business plan. So to recap, where do we start, Kenny?
1: Uh started off, you know, you have to uh look back on, yes. you know, what you did 2020, uh, sorry, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um uh, hopefully you already have KPIs and you've been tracking your progress along the way and you can make um, some correlation between, Mm -hmm. you know, your effort and your results. Yeah, yeah. And then set some goals around those and tying the the, the metrics between, you know, your, your your effort and your results and what you're going to need to do next year to, to reach those
0: absolutely and then 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 we're going to take it to the next step right And we're going to determine okay what are some of the needs that we have you know now that i've set this new goal and i've determined what my kpis are now listen everybody out there listening that doesn't have kpis don't feel bad right honestly make them up to you the best of your ability and i promise you we've experienced this you're going to tell yourself that you've been making x contacts every week and every month and every day okay and now that you're going to put this in place and you're going to track it and you're going to say all right well i need to double that or or you want to increase it by 10 percent, or maybe you just leave it where it is and then you actually track it and you feel what it feels like to actually make those contacts you're going to realize oh crap i was not making those contacts right we think that we are doing way more. And there's all sorts of studies about this where people say, oh yeah, I've made you know 25 contacts today. And then they go back and they look and they go, you've actually had three conversations today and you've been here for six hours because we're good at wasting time, right? So if you don't have KPIs, make them up to the best of what you think you've been doing, okay? It will flush out whether or not that's accurate when you actually do start tracking them, all right? So then you determine what your needs are, okay? Once you determine what your needs are you figure out what that budget is right you figure out what your needs are and then you start to put it all together and like okay how am i going to track this out what are all the different things that i want to do again we use a 135 you don't have to use that just i don't care what you do put it on paper bullet point it again email us and we will send you the tools that we have and we're happy to jump on anybody on a zoom and show you this tool okay um it's not a high-tech tool it's a very basic tool But the the secret sauce is not in how technical your tools are. It's in how you actually write things down and then how often you look at them. That's the secret sauce. That's it. Again, success is simple, not easy. It's hard to do those things consistently, right? The discipline to do the mundane things over over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, long after the excitement of the new idea has worn off, that's hard. That's really, really hard. And also it's what separates those who achieve at a really high level and those who don't, right? So you put everything down in paper and then I really believe that the final step, I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's your mom, your spouse, your brother, somebody else in the office that you're like-minded. You need somebody to meet with on a consistent basis once a week, I think, to review your plan and see how you're doing. Yeah, You've got to look at your plan every single week and you've got to be tracking the activities and the things that you're doing so that you can get ahead of it because you can get to the end of a month real quick. And if you look back and you actually have been tracking and you see that you're nowhere near the production levels that you want, you've got some ability to make some changes right then and there and not wait until June when it might be too late to catch up.
1: Yep, always be open to changing course. That's the
0: beauty of it, man. We're 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 not we're not a aircraft carrier is what I say all the mm-hmm. time, right? We're a little twenty-two foot center console out on the bay. <laughs> we can turn it around in a heartbeat, yeah. whatever we need to do. But we only do that with informed information after we've informed ourselves with information that helps us to make the best decision for ourselves, our businesses, and our families. That's right. All right. Well, listen. I think we unpacked a ton in there. I don't want to keep going on because we could do this all day long. But what I want to offer to everybody out there listening, if you are curious about these things that we're talking about, if they sound foreign to you, if you've never done a business planning session, Kenny and I are opening ourselves up to you through the end of this year. If you email us, we will jump on a 30-minute Zoom call with you and walk you through the different tools that we use and how we do this, okay? So take advantage of that. It's our time. We will work with you. Anybody that wants to, we genuinely care about your business. We want you guys to succeed. We want you all to thrive in your businesses. And we want our industry as a whole to get better so that we can all raise the tide and make our industry that we love and care about and that we chose as our chosen profession to be here and to continue to go.
1: I like so, that. I think you're going to have to keep these, these uh, boat analogies, you know, in the conversation, man. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm jonesing for the boat. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like 65 degrees in Annapolis today. And
0: my boat has been yeah. winterized. I'm so upset oh, with man. myself. Yeah. yeah. I would have totally done this podcast from the boat. A hundred percent.
1: Marcus, you gotta, gotta figure that out for us. Let's yeah. Next year we, ride ride we might have to do that. We
0: might we might have to do a few shows from the boat next year or at least down on the dock. Something.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, listen, Kenny, remind everybody where they can find you.
1: Um, Well, since we're starting off with email, Kenny at Mm -hmm. RedAnchorProperties.com. Instagram at realtor Kenny Fulton, Facebook, Kenny Fulton and sell four, four, three, seven, six, three, zero, nine, five, eight. All right. Very
0: good. And because I was confused myself, I made everything easier, guys. So you can find me anywhere, all different channels, Romeo Santos I, I, I. You might have to add an underscore in Instagram, but you'll find me. Email Romeo at properties.com and call me or text me 240-401-8023. Rap Stars, that has been our show. Kenny, Marcus, thank you guys so very much. We're
1: out. Peace. Peace.